0: Hey, this is Sharon, and in this episode, I break down one of the most common questions that I get asked. In fact, it is so important that if I had had this 10, 15, 20 years ago, it would have changed my life forever, and that is, how do I find a mentor? In fact, I break down a 10-step blueprint on how you can find a mentor, and most importantly, it talks about exactly the first step to finding a mentor, how to not attract the wrong mentors, and the magic question that every mentee should ask. All this wrapped up into a really tactical episode for you to kick off this episode of The Business School Show. Enjoy. One thing is for certain Over the years, I've gotten a lot of questions, and one of the questions, if I had to summarize, the number one question, which comes to us in different shapes and sizes, sounds something like this. Hey, Sharon, knowing what you know now, if there's one thing you could have done sooner, if there's one thing that you could have done differently, if there's one thing that you could have done earlier in your career, what would it have been? And across interviews, Across mentorships, across learnings, across stages, I will share this and I will share this over and over again, because if I could go back to teenage Sharon, if I could go back to 20-year-old Sharon, this is what I would do. I would invest in a high-performance coaching or mentoring relationship that much sooner, that much sooner, because I will tell you that coaches and mentors that I've had in my life and I continue to have in my life have created unimaginable growth, unimaginable success, unimaginable changes in perspective for me. Now, I would love the same for you. And instead of pontificating about the philosophy and what it means and tell you stories about all of that, I want to keep this a very tactical episode and I want to give you a roadmap, a blueprint, if you will, on how you can actually find an amazing mentor. So today I want to talk to you about how to find a great mentor. And I wrote down a very quick 10 step blueprint. I've wrote this down uh, several years ago. I share this with the CEOs that I mentor myself. And I want to share it with you. I want to break it down for you because I want to do it in a no fluff, no gimmick kind of way so that you can literally take this and install it in your life and start to see the success it can have in your life and in your business, all right? So here is my 10-step blueprint, 10-step formula for finding a great mentor. Let's start with number one. Be a mentor first. (laughs) Be a mentor first. And I wanna tell you a quick story around this. I remember uh, one of my first coaches that I ever reached out to, and I'll tell you that story in a second. As I was having my quote strategy call with her to hire her, she asked me, she's like, well, Sharon, how many, um, how many times have you been in a coaching relationship? Tell me about your coaching mentoring relationships in the past. And I said, well, I, I haven't. And this is my first one. And instantly she said, well, we have two options. Option number one is you go, is you go get another coach, because I'm not willing to be your first one because you just will not appreciate the perspective and the relationship. You just will not appreciate it. So go get another one because I don't want to be your trial run. And number two, if you don't want to do that, here's what you should do. Go be a mentor to someone else. Go be a mentor to someone else and then you'll start to realize this. Now, I didn't really understand what she said. I kind of fought it. I really fought it. I I didn't know what she meant and what she said. And so I I decided that, well, maybe I'll do the latter, right? I was not going to go invest in a substandard coaching relationship to earn my stripes for my first year and then have her because like I would be wasting my year. So I thought, you know what? I'll take the second option, which is let me go find someone else to be a mentor to. And so I asked her, I said, hey, okay, coach, uh, Coach me on how to, go, how to go be a mentor to someone else. And I know you and I can go deep into that being a whole different episode itself. But I want to ask you this. Look around in your life. And I I know for sure there are people in your life that look up to you. It may be a nephew or a niece. It may be a someone on your team. It may be someone in your community. It may be someone in your tennis club. It may be... Um, A young entrepreneur who has reached out to you often that you've ignored his or her calls. It may be any of those. But until we can create a mentoring relationship, until we can be a mentor first, until you can be a mentor first, you don't really know what it takes. And let me tell you what I mean by that. When you have your meetings, do they come prepared? And how frustrated do you get when they don't? When you have your meetings and you have a conversation and you give them a piece of advice, that you know, that you know in your bones to be true, but they don't follow it. How does it make you feel? When they tell you that they're going to do something and they don't, and you have to hold them accountable to it and they still brush it off. How does that make you feel? Learning to be a mentor first, learning to be a coach first is a very, very powerful thing. I was very fortunate that, Um, After we sold our first business, I spent five years uh, on helping build several tennis and golf programs around the world. That's where I actually met my first business partner on the tennis court. And I spent, I'll tell you this, I spent time learning to teach tennis. I was a good tennis player. I'd play on the pro tour. I was a good tennis player. Not amazing, but I was good. I was better than, better than 99% of them. So I thought I could teach. And my um, and my, you know, CEO of my company at that time, who was, uh, you know, an amazing tennis teaching professional, told me this. He said, Sharon, I want you to do 100 unpaid coaching, uh, you know, tennis lessons that are critiqued." So literally, he said, "Have somebody that is really good watch you teach a lesson, and have 100 unpaid lessons where you earn your stripes." And someone critiques you on how good at teaching pro you are. I literally did 100 unpaid tennis lessons and I had someone critique me for 100 lessons. You get really good, really good really quickly. You learn to be a mentor to someone else really quickly. You learn to be a coach to someone else really quickly. You learn the mechanics of coaching. You learn the mechanics of mentoring. You learn the mechanics of staying open. You learn the mechanics of holding the space. There's a lot to being a coach and a mentor that most people don't know about. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you can be good at teaching it. And just because you're good at opening up doesn't mean you can be coachable. If you took nothing else away from today and you want to just shut this podcast down right now, I will tell you this, be a mentor first. And ask, who can I be a mentor to? Make that a commitment. And I would say if you're looking for a time frame, you got to do that for six months to a year because only then does it really kind of come to life. But that just that, to do it once, that makes you, gives you insane perspective and you open up the valves of being coachable, having the right mentor in your life, having the right perspective. Because until then, until then, you're going to have this entitled attitude of, hey, I'm happy to write a check or I want someone else to be a mentor. And that just doesn't work. Be a mentor first and then everything else starts to happen. All right, let's go to number two. I want you to get really clear uh, on on your goals because most mentors can't help you if they don't know what the goal is. So I'll give you a simple example. Uh, There's a wrong way to do it, right? I get direct messages or on Instagram emails often in my list saying, hey, Sharon, I love your story. I want to make billions. Will you mentor me? Well, thanks, but huh? I literally have no idea what that means. The problem has nothing to do that this is coming from a stranger. The problem uh, has nothing to do with the script. It has nothing to do with the goal of making billions of dollars either. I really appreciate all of that. The problem is I have no idea what this request even means when someone says, will you mentor me? Like I have no idea what it means. So we have to clarify that very specifically, right? Because nobody has any clue because it means something different to each person based on their own experience of the concept of mentorship. Maybe you're asking someone to mentor you who's had a very bad relationship with mentorship. They, then they would definitely not want to help you. Maybe you ask someone like me who's had a very positive relationship, but then I don't know how to even start the relationship. So my suggestion to you is this. first. Please don't ask that question to anyone, right? Will you mentor me is a very bad question to ask that question of anyone because they don't know what it means and it has lack of clarity and you're starting the relationship out on a terrible foot, on the wrong foot. Literally, it's an awkward question to ask and it's an even more awkward question to be asked that. And most importantly, nobody has ever gotten a worthy mentor by asking that question. So let's not ask that question, all right? Let's not ask that question. So- Without solving this, I want to tell you this, without solving this, you will never actually be able to get your step in the right direction. Uh, I like the score a lot, which says nothing great ever happened without it being written down. Nothing great ever happened without it being written down. The first step to doing anything is to figure out literally what do you want do you just need someone to talk to? Is that what is that what you want? Do you need someone smart to talk to? Is that what you want? need someone to help you with something? What do you want? I, y- unless you have clarity around your goals. If you are already the kind of person that already has your goals written down and you're like, I have clarity around this. When I have a mentor, I can share my goals with them and say, this is where I am in each of them. What do you think? That's great. Because now your question to a mentor is, hey, Miss Mentor, um, I have seven goals for myself for the next three years if it's okay with you and true vulnerability, I want to share my seven goals with you. And then if you can just give me five minutes to give me your thoughts around those, I promise I'll take your feedback and then won't bother you. I'll go and execute. If you told me that, I would gladly give you the five minutes because I know a couple of things. Number one, you've already done the pre-work. You're already serious. You've already done the goals and you're making this an easier process for me, not just to deliver value to you, but I also know that you're serious enough that you'll go implement. There is a symbol Are seriousness associated with this, right? And the reason I'm saying this is most of us are what I call just-in-time learners. We only want to learn something when we absolutely need to learn. So the question becomes, what do you need help with? Help Seriously, like what do you need help with? Well, most people I, I ask struggle to answer the question. The easier way to like literally answer the question is getting ultra clear on your goals because unless you have clarity around your goals, which is, what you really want to accomplish, you don't know the gap, right? I'll say it again. Unless you have ultra clear clarity on your goals, which is what you want to accomplish, you don't know the gap. You don't know what is between you and that goal. And it's really hard to figure out the support system, the coaches, the mentors, the advisors that you need to help you get you there. You literally don't know whether you need somebody tactical. You literally don't know whether you need someone with a connection. You literally don't know who can compress that gap for you. So you absolutely need clarity on goals before you get a mentor. Now, there's a caveat to this, and let me explain this. You absolutely need clarity on your goals before you find a mentor because it allows them to kind of jump into the slipstream of conversation with you so that they can support you. But even if your goal is to get clarity with your goals, that is still good clarity that needs clarity. It's a tongue twister right there. Even if the entire goal is to get clarity, that's good clarity. That just means that you're unsure of, you know, what path to take in life. That's okay. Let's call that out because someone can help you with that. I can help you with that. There's a lot of people that can help you with that. But I need to know that you have clarity and what you're trying to accomplish, even if that clarity is getting clarity. You're starting to see a little pattern here because a lot of people put the cart before the horse. A lot of people just want the mentor and they think they can outsource the success to the mentor. But that's not the point. The point is you want to you want to slot a mentor in the right in the right place so that you can dramatically collapse time to get you the result that you want. All right. So number one, be a mentor first. Number two, get crystal clear on your goals, even if the entire goal is getting clarity. Number three. I want you to finish this sentence. Okay. I want you to finish this sentence. If X person, if X person could mentor me to learn Y, I can accomplish Z. All right. If X person could mentor me to learn Y, I can accomplish Z. All right. If X person could help me learn Y, I will be able to accomplish Z. So if um, Hossein Bolt could help me. Have a better start on my running, I will be able to get to the Olympics, right? You see what? If Elon Musk could help me build a new electric turbine, I can get water to every continent in the world. Do you see what this is? If, like one of my mentors, if Walter could help me learn how to scale a company, I will be able to grow our company 10x. If my coach Jen, if Jen could help me figure out my personal strengths, my personal essence, I will be able to build a company that leverages everyone else's unique strengths. If Jason could help me become a better copywriter, I will be able to write multimillion dollar sales letters. Do you see what I'm doing with this? If the person could help me do whatever you want help with, I will be able to get this result i say it again, super important. This is the magic question that every single mentee should answer. And I love fill in the blanks. So let me give you the fill in the blanks one more time. If, quote, mentor name could help me, which is your desired upgrade, I will be able to get desired result. Say it again. If Walter, mentor name, could help me learn how to scale a company, I will be able to get a 10X result. I will be able to scale my company 10X. Think about that. You're getting so clear with fill in the blanks that it makes this such a simple process for you. Now you can really organize all your thoughts around finding that person that can help you get the desired result. Now, the interesting part is this. Everybody thinks that they want a specific mentor. Your brain is so wired into getting the answer, it forgets the question, I'll say it again. Your brain is so wired into getting the answer that it forgets the question. The question is more important here. The fill in the blanks are way more important here. What you need here is not a mentor. What you need here is the desired result. Grow your company 10x, right? That's that's what you need. How you get it is somewhat irrelevant. Now, in the most ethical way, right? Well, to get that result, what do, you, what do you what needs to happen? You need an upgrade of sorts, right? You need an upgrade. Well, great, what is that upgrade? Well, then wh- now you can figure out who's going to give you that upgrade. I'll say it again. If my goal is to grow our company 10X, that's the desired result. The upgrade that I need is to learn how to scale a company. The people, the people, the mentors that I can now learn from are not just fixated on one person. Now I can figure out, hmm, who, who can give me this upgrade of learning how to scale a company? Therefore, I can get this desired result of ten uh, of ten x. That is when this this gets very very interesting. What I generally do once I have the fill in the blank is, I pick three people. I just pick three people with no judgment. It can be anybody from Bill Gates to Warren Buffett to you know your neighbor. I picked three people could help me accomplish that goal. Doing, creating that sentence itself, just that fill in the blanks. If X could mentor me to learn Y, then I can accomplish Z. Say it again. If X could mentor me to learn Y, then I can accomplish Z, right? Once you pick three people that can help you accomplish that goal, now it gets interesting. Now it gets interesting because now you know the exact result that you want. Number one, be a mentor first. Number two, get clear on your goals. Number three, finish the sentence. If X could mentor me to learn Y, then I can accomplish C. Now you pick three people who can do that. Number four, once I pick these three people, here's what I do. I do a deep dive on each of them. I just do a straight up deep dive on each of them. So let's say um, I believe that Warren Buffett could be a great mentor to me. I do a deep dive, but I do it with the filter of that sentence, the fill in the blank. If X could mentor me, learn Y that I can accomplish Z. I do it with that in mind. Because once I do it with that in mind, my deep dive makes a lot of sense. My deep dive has a lot of perspective. My deep dive is a lot more clear. I'm not just reading their biography. I'm not just listening to their blog, uh, their podcast. I'm not just watching their interviews. I'm not just watching their YouTube videos. I am doing something a lot more specific. I am my, my brain is now like a heat seeker missile, and it's trying to help me get this upgrade so that I can get the specific result. That's when I start to do a deep dive on each of them. And let me give you the process of doing a deep dive on each of them. I pick um, a three-month period, and I take each mentor, I take each personality, I take each person, and I just go deep on them for a month. When I say go deep on them for a month, what I'm trying to tell you is that I literally deep dive, meaning I read everything that they've put out. i order all the books that they've had. I look at all the podcasts that they've done. I look at all the YouTube videos that they've done. I read all the blogs that they've read. Literally my recreational time for an entire month is spent deep diving on them. And I'll give you an example of a certain person that I recently deep dive on. I I wrote this and I said, you know, if... Uh, Malcolm Gladwell could be my mentor. I can learn learn the art of storytelling from him and that can help me write an amazing book. I wrote that down, right? I literally wanted to learn the art of storytelling from Malcolm Gladwell. And those of you may know Malcolm Gladwell who wrote The Tipping Point, Blink and a bunch of other great books. David and Goliath was one of my favorites. And so what I did was I just went deep on Malcolm Gladwell for a whole month to the point where I didn't contact him, whether he'll be my mentor. I was happy to write a check if that's what I wanted. But I'll tell you what happened. Something magical happened. Within like 10 or 11 days of kind of learning about Malcolm Gladwell, I learned something. I learned that I could almost tell you what he was gonna say next. Not because he had been asked the same questions and the same answers, not because I read his books and his blogs and his New Yorker articles, not because of that, but because I've heard so much from him. I just deep dived on him that I almost in my nervous system knew the pattern in which he started to think. I could almost tell you what would Malcolm do. I could almost tell you that. I'm so impressed with him. I could almost tell you what would Malcolm do when asked the next question. So I actually even played this game with myself and I said, ah, I waited till a question would be answered. I'd hit pause on the YouTube and I'd say, I think Malcolm's gonna answer it this way. And I'd, pa- I'd unpause it. And of course I would be pretty close. And it's amazing because now you've really hardwired their learning into yours. You've, you've, you've collapsed decades worth of experience into days and you've downloaded them into you. You've literally played the matrix or you've downloaded the program into you, which is super powerful. And that alone will give you such a leg up. Nobody does that level of uh, deep dive. People just want to just, you know, they are influencer junkies. They just follow influencers all day. And they think that they're going to get this fragmented knowledge. But when you go deep on somebody with a very specific, if X could mentor me to learn Y so that I can accomplish Z, if you know that format, powerful, powerful things start to happen. So that's number four, do a deep dive on each of them. And you'll know right away which one of them is going to be the right fit for you. All right. Now let's assume that, um, Malcolm Gladwell was the right fit for me. In fact, uh, the, one of the other people that I, uh, you know, from a storytelling perspective that I, that I singled out and, and put on my radar was Seth Godin. Seth Godin is an amazing author, writer, thinker, teacher, and he, I love his, I love his ability to tell stories. And Seth was one of those people that I did a deep dive on. And what I decided to do after I did that was I was like, okay, what do I do next? I really like Seth. I think Seth is a right mentor here. What do I do next? And here's step five of this process. Let me recap steps one through four for you one more time. Number one, be a mentor first. Number two, get clear on your goals. Uh, Number three, finish the sentence. If X uh, could mentor me to learn Y, I can accomplish Z. Number four, do a deep dive on each of them. Number five. Appreciate and recognize them in public, right? Appreciate and recognize them in public. So I went on a mad, almost a 20, 30 day where I would read an article about Seth Godin. I would post about him. I would share something about him. I would, um, I would recognize his article. I would share my the, his emails with my friends. I would put them on my blogs. I would send them out to my list. I actually did a series of the five, my five best quotes from Seth Godin to my, you know, to my email list, which has, which has tens of thousands of people. I literally recognized them in public and I tagged them on every post on LinkedIn. I wanted them to know that I wanted to get on their radar, I just wanted to get on their radar, not from a perspective of I want you to mentor me, but more from the perspective of appreciation and recognition. Because once that is the way someone connects with you, then everything else becomes really easy. Imagine if for a 30 day period, all you saw on your emails, your social media, your YouTube channels, your comments on your blogs, et cetera, all you saw was just people, it was one person just singing your praises, sharing your content, promoting you selflessly, didn't ask for anything, that person starts to occupy a very interesting place in your mindset. And that's the place that I want you to get to because once that foundation is established, asking is very easy after that. While this is a semi-strategic, I call this 99% selfless and 1% selfish. Again, 99% selfless and 1% selfish. The 99% selflessness is just sharing exactly what this is all about. It's giving them praise and public recognition. But the 1% selfishness or the 1% personal gain in this is just maybe they'll see your stuff. Maybe they'll recognize your stuff. Maybe they'll recognize your name. Maybe they'll appreciate you. And then once you get in the dialogue with them, it gets very exciting very quickly for anybody out there. For almost anybody out there because regardless of the personality, either they're watching their own stuff or their team's watching their own stuff. And I tell my team, if you see somebody, you know, go out out there doing great things, like bring it to my knowledge because I want to recognize them. I want to appreciate them for what they're doing for me as well. All right. So appreciate and recognize them in public. Number six, I make a digital like a digital shrine. I'll say it again. Number six is make a digital Shrine. I'm a big, big, big proponent of making a digital shrine. And here's what I mean by that. Um, Is there a place that you can start to collate all your thoughts? Is there a place that you can say, hey, here are these 93 things that I learned from Seth Godin. And then you say, you write this blog post. And I I mean this because once you do this, this is the body of work that you learn from this puzzle. So when you do the deep dive, just start to pull out various things that you learn. Maybe it's a quote, maybe it's a video, maybe it's a podcast, whatever it is, just a set of resources. And then I want you to publish a digital shrine. I want you to publish a blog post or a medium article or something, or do a long form video or a long Facebook post or a long LinkedIn post or whatever you, there's a free platforms you could do this on and you can say, hey, I did a deep dive on Seth Godin, on Sharon Trivata, whoever, right? And here is these 37 things that I learned that has completely changed my perspective on business, on life, on productivity, on storytelling, whatever. Number one, here's a quote. Number two, here's a link to a podcast. Number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, number eight. Imagine you've built this digital shrine of this person. How amazing, that shrine now stands the test of time. Other people can benefit from it. Other people will tag that person. Other people will look at that. Now, not only have you learned from the work, not only have you dedicated a piece of uh, a shrine to that person, but you've created a uh, encompassing body of work that, that the world can learn from. And that is the true gift that you're giving to the mentor even before the relationship starts. Make a digital shrine. A lot of times people, I actually have one of my, private clients that, you know, emailed and asked me, is like, hey, Sean how can I help you? And I'm like, I have no idea. That's, we- that's a weird question. That's like saying, will you be my mentor? But I said, you know, if you want to support somebody every day for five, 10, 15 days, do an Instagram story about them, tell other people to follow them, tag them on it. That way they can see the consistency and the cadence of how you're creating this ongoing digital shrine of this person. Because now I know that you've done way more than give me a mention on a LinkedIn post. I know what you've done is you've done it with cadence and consistency and courage and 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 collaboration that I can learn from. And as a, you know, as a as a mentor, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. If he is are so serious that he'd do that, if he reached out, I would totally help this person. Make a digital shrine and you'd be shocked as to how amazing, amazing that will be. All right. Numbers number seven. Um write up 10 questions you would ask them if you had to interview them. Write up 10 questions you would ask them if you had to interview them. And these 10 questions, it can be three, it can be 10. I'm asking you to do 10 because 10 is a nice fun number, but write up the 10 questions that you would ask them if you had to interview them. Like, let's say you're talk- you read about something and you want to go deeper in it, write that. Let's say you read about something or you saw them say something and it has a different perspective on your life that you needed them to go deeper with a specific situation in your life or in your business. Maybe you have a business partner struggle. Maybe you, maybe you have a you know philosophical struggle whether you should keep your business or not. Maybe you're stuck and you want to reboot your business completely. Maybe you want to fire a partner. Maybe you want to get out of a bad relationship, whatever it may be write up the 10 questions you would ask them if you had a private interview with them. Because if they said yes to mentoring, you like, what's the next step? Write up those 10 questions. Because once you have those 10 questions, I say 10, you may only be seven. Once you have those 10 questions, some amazing things start to happen. If you don't have those 10 questions, uh, then it doesn't really work because they don't know how they can help you. Again, it goes back to clarity. At the end of the day, you want them to be your mentor, right? you want to have a dialogue with them. You want to have a conversation with them. You want to ask them questions so they can help you collapse time and get to success faster. If that's truly the case, then why don't you create that? Why don't you get that success up front? Why don't you write those questions up front? What if, could they, what if they just said, Sharon, I'll jump on the phone with you and answer those 10 questions for you. How amazing would that be? You don't need to do anything. I was like, you, I want you to get the answers that you want. So write up the questions that you want. As you can see in these kind of first seven steps, a lot of this work about getting a mentor seems all on you and me. We need to do that first. Because when we do that, we make the mentoring relationship deeply frictionless and amazingly impactful for us. I want to recap these seven for you because these last three are very tactical. Number one, learn to be a mentor first. Number two, get crystal clear on your own goals. Number three, finish the sentence. If X person could be my mentor to, to, to learn Y, then I can accomplish Z. Number four, deep do a deep dive into each of the three people you've picked. Number five, appreciate and recognize them in public. Number six, make a digital shrine of the one person that you really, really want. Number seven, write up the 10 questions. 10, whatever, I'm just making a number there, that you would ask them if you had an interview with them. If you had a 20, 30 minute interview and you could ask them 10 questions, what would they be based on the digital shrine that you've built? Now, now here's where the rubber meets the road. This is where you make the ask. Number eight, you don't ask them to mentor you, you ask them for an interview, okay? You don't ask them to mentor you, you, you ask them for an interview. And here's what I would suggest. They already know you if you've done all these things and you can reach out, even if you're reaching out to them or to their team. So let's say I was reaching out to Seth Godin. I'd say, Seth, uh, I've been following your work for a while. I've seen you speak here, 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 and here. In fact, in the month of April, I spent the whole month dedicated to watching, learning, and deep diving into all your material, uh, If you want to see uh, the summary that I did, here's the link to the post that I did on the 87 things I learned dedicating my month to Seth Godin. Put a link. That's the link to your digital shrine. Then you can say, during this time, I reflected on all your teachings and your sharings and your content and your philosophy uh, in conjunction with my own life. And I have seven questions that are burning questions within me that I'm unable to resolve with all the stuff that you've already put out there. I've literally consumed everything and I have these seven questions. And I was hoping I could interview you in a way in which I could ask you these seven questions. And if you'd rather, I'm happy to just send them to you in advance that you can answer them directly if that's easier for you. Imagine if I got that. Literally what you're telling me is, hey, Sharon, I've been... Hey, Seth, I've been following you. I've read everything that you put out. I dedicated a whole month to you. I made a shrine out of everything that you've done. Uh, Based on all of that, I have a bunch of these questions. I, I literally, I looked at everything that you've done and I can't find answers to these seven questions. I would be super appreciative if you would, if I can interview you for those seven questions because it'll be a really thoughtful interview. In fact, if you don't want to give me that time, I'll send you the seven questions in advance and you can just answer them in your own time. If I got that, I would feel deeply compelled to take that interview. If I got that, I would feel deeply um, inspired to give you that time because of your symbol of seriousness that you put out and everything that you've already done to create this body of work so far. That's how you make the ask. You don't say, hey, Sharon, I love your work. I want to make billions. Can you be my mentor? Like nobody knows what that means, right? This method is way easier that's how you ask for an interview because once you ask for an interview it becomes way better after that right it becomes way better after that because now that person already knows that you are serious that person already knows that you're an action taker those are the two things those are the two things that people always want to know that are you serious and are you an action taker every mentors Every mentor and coach's worst nightmare is having someone that's not serious, frivolous, and who is all talk and no action because all their time is insanely wasted in this entire process, okay? This allows you to show that you're deeply serious, and I call it the symbol of seriousness, and also shows that you're an action taker. Pretty amazing, right? All right, number that was number eight. Ask for the interview, but ask for it intelligently. Number nine, it is totally okay and not just okay, but it's almost required to pay for access. And let me tell you what I mean by this. Um, Many people will disagree with me on this. And there's some very specific caveats to this. But I want to explain to you about paying for access. So literally, unless someone... Uh, and let me give you the caveat first. I have a couple of mentors in my life that have taken me under their wing. They're like father or mother figures in my life. Way they just see uh, young Sharon in them. They see a little bit of their children. In me, And they have dedicated their lives and they are open to supporting me in any way without any financial obligation. They just want to give back because that's the phase in life that they're in. They chose the mentoring relationship. I didn't. I just saw that they were offering it and I jumped on and I did my part. I put, I put up, I, I'll go. I'll go I'll I'll fly to them I'll I'll spend the money to be with them I'll do everything because they have made the effort to creating that level of you know openness for me I will tell you that relationship only comes up very rarely in life very rarely and you're probably going to end up with one or two people in your life that are like that who will take who will kind of install themselves as your mentor without asking anything in return. And all they ask is your warmth, your kindness, your seriousness, and you being an action taker, because they see something in you that you don't see in yourself. Now, I would not bank on this. That is not what you're looking for. If that happens, and I promise you that will happen in your life because of the goodwill and the good karma that you have, that will happen. But that is not what you're gonna bank on. You do not want the free mentoring on on most of the occasions because there's something really, 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 really painful here. And there is what I believe a a karmic imbalance, a karmic imbalance. And again, I might get a lot of flack for this, but this is just what I believe, right? And I'm sharing with you what I believe. I believe that there's a karmic imbalance. So if I've spent 20 years of my life and I have worked through a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, I've lost millions of dollars, I've you know broken down my life, my health, my family, and I am the person I am today, and you wanna suck me dry, and you want me to and you you contacted me you want me to mentor you and you want me to do it for free that's fine even if i want to do it that's fine but the problem is this there's a karmic imbalance because i have paid my dues to the world of sorts and you haven't and the way to do that is to show some form of a symbol of consideration for that that shows that hey i don't take this relationship for granted i'm happy to write the check because that way, the energetically, we are all aligned. Now, you may think that's crazy, but I'll tell you this: um, I have zero problem writing a check for mentors. Like when I when I want to get to know somebody, I am one hundred percent happy making the call to them and saying, "Hey, so and so introduced me to you. I'd love to, um, I'd love to have you on my podcast, and I want to pay you for your time to be on them, and whatever they ask for, I will write the check for." Because once that happens, it instantly breaks all the bonds. It breaks all the ties. It breaks uh, the, the kind of the, the, the karmic energy of this person is trying to take advantage of me. Once that happens, amazing things start to happen. Now, again, I'm, I'm caveating this with uh, I do what I say. I write the checks as I do. I write the checks to the mastermind groups. I write the checks to the coaches and mentors. I write the checks because I want there to be some level of karmic balance. And that's really important to me because I have been in relationships where I have been the mentor and I've been completely taken advantage of and I feel a lot of resentment and I don't want to bring that to a relationship. In fact, on the other side, I've also you know, felt uncomfortable. If, I, if there's any time you feel uncomfortable being in the presence of a mentor who's taking time to spend time picking your brain, picking her, his brain or her brain over coffee, it's really painful because you are approaching it with, uh, the suboptimal kind of energy on both sides. It just doesn't work that way. So I would say pay for access. Be totally open to paying for access. You should ask the question Hey, what does it, hey, Sharon, what, what does it take? You know, what does it take to invest in a relationship with you so that I can build and grow my business? Hey, Sharon, what does it take? to invest in a relationship with you so I can help you build and grow my business. And the best coaches and mentors will not literally throw out a number. The best ones won't throw out a number. If as soon as you do that and someone throws out a number, that means that they're off in some way. Again, in my world, if you did that to me, I'd be like, wait, I don't even know if I can help you. Like, let's get on a call. Let's talk about it. I thank you for that approach, but I want to first talk to you to see if I can actually help you to see if you're, we're actually aligned to see if we're actually on the same kind of wavelength. And then maybe we can talk through, you know, mechanics and logistics because the symbol of seriousness, is knowing that your action taker is super, super important. Paying for access. You have no idea how much, how many checks I've written to pay for access, and I, there's, there's some times where the access didn't really pan out and sometimes it panned out really well, but I tell you eight out of 10 times when I've written the check, I have gotten 10 uh, X to a hundred X worth of ROI and some 10 X to a hundred X worth of return on investment. And which is, which is insane if you think about it, right? So number nine, pay for access. And the last but not least, number, uh, number 10. Uh, don't take it personally, right? Now I want to tell you a quick story. So I did, I told you about this discussion that I had where I went a deep dive with Seth Godin. And I was thinking, you know, how can I have this relationship where I really had three questions that I want answered? And I loved the recent book that he wrote, This Is Marketing. And I just wanted three questions answered. And I knew that in Seth would be able to answer that in 10, 15 minutes, And so I love the book so much that I bought it for the key members of our Inner Circle Mastermind Group. I bought for for our top hundred clients. I bought the book, gave it to all of them, and I asked several of them those three questions whether they would get whether they got out of it as well. And they couldn't answer it either. So here's what I did. I wrote a two line message to Seth and I talked to him about my digital shrine. I said, Seth, this is what happened. Here's who I am, here's what I've done. Here's everything that I've already done. In fact, I went and invested in a hundred copies of your book already to my mastermind group. And I have these three questions and it probably won't take more than 15 minutes. And I'm trying to answer this question for myself and my mastermind group. I'm not trying to use your name and our, and this relationship to, you know, get a new podcast out or anything like that. This is just a private interview and no more than 15 minutes. And I'll do it at your, your, your own time. And of course, what it said, being the guy that he is, he said, of course, Sharon, of course, happy to do it. Um, Send me a link. So I got on with him. It was probably 10, 12 minutes long. I fired the three questions at him. He gave me the three good answers. He's nailed it. And I took that recording and I shared it with my mastermind group. And that was the beginning of my relationship with Seth Godin. Now, that was, I could have easily said, anything else, but I didn't. I didn't ask for anything else after that. I'd already invested in hundreds of books. I'd already invested in the time. He saw that and he was able to allow me that gift. There are times when I've done something similar to people where they never even responded, where I've gotten a lot of, no, not interested. No, I'm not ready for it. In fact, I offered a, an author that I really like just a super smart guy that lives in San Francisco. In fact, I was introduced to him by our advisor, meaning him and I share the same advisor, like, you know, legal advisor. And he took my call, but he literally did not want to engage with me, support me. For whatever reason, he was probably busy. And he says, hey, my, I'm busy with my team. I can't do this right now. Now, I could have literally taken that personally, but I didn't. I took it personally for a little bit, <laughs> but but it didn't. I didn't let it bother me too much. So number 10, don't take it personally because by the time you've gotten to this point, you've already done all the work that is insanely amazing for you. That is my 10-step blueprint on how to find a mentor, how to find a mentor that can get you the upgrade and the result that you want. I'm gonna give you a quick recap of my 10 steps. And if this is helpful to you, um, you know, Pass it on, share it with someone because I I hope that you can take this and install this framework into your life and into your business so it can help you grow and change dramatically. Number one, be a mentor first. Number two, get crystal clear on what you want right now because we're just-in-time learners. And even if that clarity is just getting clarity. Number three, finish the sentence. If X person could be my mentor to learn Y, then I can accomplish Z. Number four, do a deep dive on three people that fit that bill. Number five, appreciate and recognize this person in public for an extended period of time. Number six, make a digital shrine. Make a digital shrine for this person so that they recognize how serious you are. You can capture your thoughts and you can also create a repository for a lot of people to benefit from the time you've spent. Number seven, write up the seven to 10 questions you would ask them if you had an interview with them. Number eight, ask for the interview by pointing to all the work that you've already done, especially the digital shrine. Number nine, be completely comfortable with paying for access because paying for access keeps the karmic and energy balance in place, not just for you, but also for the mentor and for all the people that you come in touch with in the future. And number 10, sometimes things work out and sometimes they don't. Just be okay not taking it personally because you did all the work anyway, you already benefited from this entire process anyway. You've already done it, you've already accomplished it. And I promise you, it will turn around, it will come about, because it's just probably not the right time yet. If I were to go back and tell you the one thing again that I could have done, the one thing that I could have done earlier, the one thing that I could have done sooner that would have completely changed the trajectory of my life forever, it would have been to get a mentor or a coach early on, much earlier in my career, and I have been ready for it. If I had done this earlier in my life, the same blueprint that I'm sharing with you now, if I had done this, my life would, my, the trajectory of my life would be unimaginable. And I wish that same thing for you. This is my 10-part blueprint on how to find a right mentor for you to get you the upgrade that you need and the result that you want. Thanks for being on this journey with me and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Business School Show. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go just like this podcast, and I want to give it to you for free just as a thank you for listening to the show no fluff no gimmicks just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly you can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com that's businessschoolshow.com